you know, a half on a BMW. I was just gonna say, but Granny not gonna teach you to use a thermometer because I went to school, yes, but at home I would just, you know, poke it, see if it's pink in the middle right. or whatever it may be, because that's how you cook at home. Welcome to Cocktails and Combo. I am Sharina, aka XOXO Sharina, on Instagram and Twitter. Today is Wednesday, so that means I'll be pairing up with the co-host. We'll be sitting back, sipping wine, and discussing the topic of the week. If you haven't already, click that subscribe button and sit back and enjoy today's episode. Welcome to Cocktails and Combo. Today I am here with a guest as always and today my guest is chef sierra aka my sister today we will collectively come together and talk about the topic right after this break hey i want to take a quick moment to ask are you enjoying this podcast if you are please do me a favor and leave a review so that others will know how much you enjoy this podcast share with a friend or two if you haven't already, check out cocktailsandcombopodcast.com. Now on with the show. Now, as you know, this podcast is appropriately named Cocktails and Combo. So we are going to discuss what we are drinking. We have cocktails today, not wine. And then we'll get into our topic of the day. So I'm sipping. I have, um, we have margaritas. And I grabbed the Jose Cuervo Margarita Minis. I am sipping the lovely mango margaritas. They are absolutely delicious. I don't think I've ever had the mango one before. Sierra, what are you sipping on? I am drinking the watermelon margarita. So I have mango. She has watermelon. Do you like the watermelon? It's okay. As it gets cold and it's ice, though, it gets better. I think this is a good, um, like, grab maybe, like, on the weekend or if you're having, like, a little, I guess if you're grilling dinner, not, like, a whole kickback, but maybe just having dinner, you're grilling, you got the windows open, sitting back and sipping this. That's what I see while having this drink. That That's the picture that comes to me. Like, this is a good summer barbecue kind of drink and put some fruit in it mm. frozen fruit as the ice that sounds good mm. so now that y'all know what we're sipping on we will go into today's topic today's topic is drum roll please we are going to discuss the do's and don'ts of cooking or baking in the kitchen now, as much as we love to think that everyone knows what they're doing in the kitchen, thanks to social media, we have learned that that is not completely true at all. Social media to me is like this one big silver dome where everyone can get together, have comments, have their opinions about whoever is on the center stage at that moment. And sometimes, like as you're scrolling through your timeline, you happen to get to, to that center stage which will be that picture on your timeline of someone's food maybe like around the holidays or you know when families get together and it's like their food is a picture of their food like on a paper plate I don't know about y'all half the times I just think ill like That's I'm not cute. I'm not eating that <laughs> it always looks nasty anyway right no shade 
But that te- that will teach you that everybody don't know what they're doing in the kitchen. And if you have not seen or if you don't follow Shade Room, you may not know. But there, there is a time when they do a post of what I ordered versus what I got. Those posts right there will let you know that a lot of these people just don't know what they're doing, to be honest. Or they think they do. They think they do. <laughs> Until and the pig hits, tells them better. Until the pig hits social <laughs> media, and then they learn a few things. So, because of that, I decided today that we should just go ahead and discuss what the do's and the don'ts are when it comes to the kitchen. So that brings me to my first question. Let's just start with like the basics. With the basics, um, of course, there's like your you know, your basic level things to do in the kitchen. So let's start with the do's. What are the basic level do's when you're in the kitchen, regardless if you're baking or if you're cooking? Number one, do. Do wash your hands. Mm. It's very imperative to wash your hands. Uh, we all been to elementary school when they teach you to scrub and I think, isn't it take like a certain amount, two minutes or something? So sing happy birthday. Mm-hmm. The Stevie Wonder happy birthday. Yeah. And actually wash your hands, get under your nails. Mm. <laughs> and uh, rinse and dry. Definitely a do. Do wear gloves if necessary. And by if necessary, if you're talk- touching raw meat, and then you go and grab something else, and then you go back and touch raw meat. Now you're contaminating the whole kitchen. The whole area is now contaminated. Um, so even if you're at home, mm, we are to wear gloves. I do. Okay. Especially when I'm touching raw meat, just because I'm scared of contaminating. Like when I do baked chicken and I touch raw meat. And then I have my seasonings all lined up. Like I take the glove off, season, and then put the glove, put another glove on, and like flip the chicken because I like seasoning. Mm-hmm. Flip the chicken over and then take the glove off, reseason again. Don't touch the seasoning with the raw meat glove. Because mm. now you got raw juice on the seasoning. But see, grandmamas don't teach you that. They just, nope. um, they tell you to wash your hands. <laughs> and that's about it. They don't teach you to grab a glove. And they pretty much wash their hands and then they start cooking. And then, if you notice, they end up touching, like, everything. everything. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess life was different then. This thing called Corona going around, mm-hmm. so. <laughs> and coronavirus is real. On top of salmonella. Mm. so there's washing your hands um basic level of what to do in the kitchen there's washing hands there's using gloves um is there anything else particular that a chef would know to do that maybe like us at home are not doing i know i am not the best with like checking temperatures um i try to do a good job with the cork you know, the cork board and you're cutting up because you're not supposed to cut meat on the same cork board that you mm-hmm. cut vegetables, right? Mm-hmm. 
the vegetable is supposed to be a green cutting board. At least I guess that's how it is if you're working in a kitchen. Even if you go to school for it, it's like the green cutting board or the colored cutting board is for vegetables. And I think it's the red one or the regular pork is for meat and fish, other things like that. Mm. But I mean, if you're at home, I'm not saying go buy an ample amount of cutting boards. Like just get a cutting board, cut whatever, and then if you need to clean it or flip it on the other side, if that helps. I did get a cutting board from at home. The at home store, they have that set. Um, it wasn't even, I don't even think I spent $10 on it. But it's a set where, like, I think you get four cutting boards. They're kind of like cutting board sheets, though. Mm-hmm. And then they're labeled so you know what you can cook on each one. That's smart. Another thing is the thermometer. Thermometers don't cost that much. Like, you can get those from the dollar store. It's not going to be like the greatest, but rather it's digital or... Or the old school one. Yep. With the hand. Yep, that one. Uh, They both have the temperature on it. So it's not hard to get a thermometer. Well, I got one from Walmart and it was like maybe a dollar or two. The only issue is it took entirely too long. I I don't have all day in the kitchen. You know, I have on to be in. I was just gonna say, but Granny not gonna teach you to use a thermometer because I went to school, yes, but at home I would just you know poke it, see if it's pink in the middle or whatever it may be, because that's how you cook at home. Right, that's how I'm taught to look at the inside of it, or like if you're baking to poke the inside with either a fork or a um, toothpick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then if nothing comes off, then you know the cake is done. Um, I mean, I still do that. I don't know. I don't think there's like a temperature for done cake. I don't know. I always do the fork method, though. That's how test. I feel safer with it. And then with um, potatoes, it's good to do it with regular potatoes sweet potatoes just use a fork and pork it poke it and that's how you know it's done so let's talk about the don'ts what are some things that um i guess we should not be doing there's like a i guess kind of like a big debate on issue if you should wash your meat or not before cooking it well uh, social media did the entire most on this topic <laughs> and we always talk about it in the kitchen having conversations about this um i've seen that people use like soap and they clean their chicken i think that's disgusting um really i just rinse it under lukewarm water and you clean it i use gloves because i don't like the feel of raw chicken it's so slimy So, gloves, and I rinse it under lukewarm water and pull the fat off, and you just clean it. I don't use soap and whatnot. Also, when you put it in the sink, you have to, that's also, um, watch for contamination because if something else is in the sink, 
and then you grab that out and forget that you was cleaning chicken in there now you're contaminating that's another thing that was a do or don't or something okay um <laughs> oh i seen not on meat though but like people clean greens that's a topic on its own uh like they use soap and some people put a little bit of bleach in there and you rinse it and you gotta like clean clean it i would never put bleach in my food <laughs> don't put bleach in your food but it's happened before i've seen someone do it yeah so people are putting so they're wait what so they're cleaning because greens, the greens. come from the ground so it's dirty well but you they know put that it, mean like, dirt, dirt don't hurt okay. so um <laughs> So, they're putting the greens in the sink. In the sink. They're using soap. What type of soap are we using? Like Ooh, like that veggie got... wash or like... Soap, honey. Dish, dish soap. <laughs> so, they're using soap to clean the greens and then they're adding a little bleach to Because it. it got all that dirt on there, so I got to clean it, clean it. So, we're eating boiled chemicals. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. You learn something every day. Um, you learn a lot working in a kitchen, <laughs> from one kitchen to the next kitchen. So I use with veggies. I use the veggie wash, which is just a spray they sell at Kroger. That's new. That's so new. That is new. <laughs> um, I do believe all you really have to use is just warm water, right? I think all you have to really use is warm water to clean veggies. But I do like that veggie wash because it just gets the dirt off quicker. I'm just impatient in the kitchen. So that's my approach when it comes to I cooking. think that's the thing. Like people are coming up with products that are safe but faster for like people don't have time to cook. So let me come up with a veggie wash. It's actually a good idea. And sell it. And Sharina will buy it for four dollars at Kroger. There you go. <laughs> Carry home coupon. Right. <laughs> um. So there's, you know, don'ts like, don't go in the kitchen without washing your hands. That is a big thing. That is how people get like hepatitis B, A, C, whatever, whatever letter it is. All of them. Um. Because <laughs> people aren't washing their hands, and then there's. Things like not adding bleach when cleaning the greens. Uh, I know people like um, wash their chitlins in the sink, mm-hmm. which is just disgusting <laughs> on its own. Um, but are there any other don'ts? Don't lick your fingers and touch the food. Don't put your hair, your hands in your hair and touch your dog like it's common sense stuff but some stuff needs to be said mm. <laughs> so we don't need to touch so basically when you're in the kitchen it's no different than being in like an oh. or if you're a surgeon right so once you scrub your hands you are to touch nothing else than what you are working on at that time exactly i mean how dumb does it sound that i made myself dinner and i made myself sick from making myself dinner <laughs> because you were touching on everything and not washing hands and it just sounds stupid mm. chef or not chef and then there's don'ts like um 
like with the stove of course we know like don't have a rag um do they teach you like in the class do they teach you like how to do the pots because that's one big thing i noticed and i really noticed a lot with men the handles? when they cook yeah the handles are always sticking out that drives me crazy in school no i think it's just a don't have it out because it's constant movement in the kitchen mm-hmm. so don't have it out because somebody can knock it over i wouldn't say that's like common sense because like guys they they're the only one i'm the man in the kitchen it's me in here and i know the handles right there and then someone else walks in and now your sauce is knocked over or someone's burned or that i don't think it's really taught but i think it's like a no but at the same time you have to know where to put the handle because you put it over the other part of the stove where another flame is going now you're burning yourself on the handle Mm mm-hmm <clears throat> so I would just say put it outward of the stove if that makes sense mm. so handle placement matters yes mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I feel like with cooking it's a lot of just basic things unfortunately I don't think a lot of people have someone that's like taking them into the kitchen and actually teaching them so there's um things that it's like oh yeah it should be common sense but if no one really taught you and you just had to get in the the kitchen and learn for yourself so that you can eat and you can survive you actually don't know these things um i've noticed a lot of people don't know or they don't even pay attention to like the pot um the handle placement um a lot of people don't know what to use when like there is a kitchen fire so what what is there what are you supposed to use and what are you not supposed to use to put a a kitchen fire out in the event that you have one what's that on it um another thing is they do have small fire extinguishers for the house like you don't have to have the huge one that's in uh like buildings Mm -hmm. but they have small kitchen ones also keep your what's the thing up there Oh, keep your fire detector updated. So put uh, new batteries in. I notice a lot of people, especially if they're like on live or they put a video up on social media. I don't know how many people notice, but I notice because that sound drives me crazy that in their background, that fire detector is (laughs) beeping like cut the video off and change the battery. I really don't think people hear it drives me insane like an example I moved in with my boyfriend and it kept beeping certain small little noises bother me especially if I'm in a new place and it kept beeping and I kept saying something to him he like what noise you don't hear the beeping you don't hear that oh it's driving me insane men don't hear a lot of things oh clearly <laughs> Let's, let's be honest. Clearly. That's a whole nother topic in itself. <laughs> oh, I'll go back to a do. Do check expiration dates on things. Mm. Example, um, baking soda. So from a baking standpoint, there's two different kinds of baking soda. This was a whole conversation in one of the groups I'm in on Facebook. Is There's a baking 
baking soda that we all know you put in the refrigerator mm-hmm. and that's like the deodorizer one and then there's a baking one that has cookies on it mm-hmm. so you know that's for baking mm-hmm. and that one only lasts 30 days so they say but <laughs> it's 30 days for that one so you have to make sure which one you're looking at the deodorizer lasts longer but it's for just the refrigerator and then the other one you can bake with. So there's two different Do types two of... different things when you put it in the cake. <laughs> so you know. Okay. Yep. I thought that was a good fact to throw in there. I didn't realize how serious of a topic it was until it came up on our group. So I think that's one thing that people look over a lot is the those expiration dates. Mm-hmm. It's like you have stuff in your fridge... And it's just there. And if it's not like old takeout, you don't really think to look at it. Like condiments have an expiration date. Butter has an expiration date. Mm -hmm. Eggs have an expiration date. I don't care who told you that you don't have to pay attention to the milk expiration date. That's a whole entire lie. Mm -hmm. You don't have a week later. You don't have two weeks later. When it, when it says it expires, it expires. You can keep smelling it all you want to. It's going to spoil. Throw it out. Like, there's these expiration dates, not just in the fridge or in the freezer, but in your cabinet as well. A lot of people have, like, old spices, too. And I don't think they realize that there's expiration. Everything, mm-hmm. your pantry. Spring is, like, around the corner at mm-hmm. this point. This Great is time. a good time to just kind of clean out your kitchen, check expiration dates, throw stuff out. Because you probably have a lot of old stuff just sitting in your kitchen. Especially if you have, like, a seasoning that you don't use that much. And then you go back and look at it, and it's all, like, clumped together in one in the container. I got some heavy cream right now that I know I needed to throw out, like, two weeks ago. Heavy cream doesn't last long. No, it doesn't. I have learned the hard way. <laughs> so i just threw some stuff out of the fridge last week but that was one thing i forgot so i know this week i gotta throw out the heavy cream but spring is like literally almost i'm I'm just gonna claim it it's here (laughs) so this is a good time to actually go through and clean the you know just clean your pantry out clean your snacks your the cans canned foods like everything Mm -hmm. has an expiration date on it just take a saturday morning run through your kitchen through your pantry through your snack drawer whatever it is if you have food at work that's just been sitting in a drawer like go through all that stuff and throw everything out that's old even on the canned goods thing like if you have for example canned corn and it's not expired but you don't really eat canned corn then just donate it don't go throw it away when there's places to donate food to. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just... If you don't eat canned corn, don't save it till 2025. Disgusting. Just, <laughs> just, throw, just throw it away. It's like a dollar can. It's okay. <laughs> One thing that I learned that our grandfather actually taught me years ago, and then um, I think when I was in college, I learned that um, not everybody got this lesson. And it's with the cans. Like, if you open up a can and you pour, like, say say it's, um, say, like, canned corn. You only use half of it. 
So you put it in the refrigerator. You are never supposed to put a can, uh, an opened can in the refrigerator and let it sit. You can give yourself food poisoning. You can really damage like your stomach, your intestines by eating that stuff. I think, I don't remember what it Granddaddy was. Granddaddy told you that? Papa. Um, Papa told me it was something I put, it was a can, and I put it in the refrigerator, and he was like, no, ma'am, either take it out the can or throw it away. Don't ever put a can. You can't put that metal in the refrigerator. And um, years later in college, I learned that people were, like, getting sick and had food poisoning and were harming themselves, and they didn't know why, and that was the connection. You're putting something um, with, like, the what is it aluminum mm-hmm. and you're letting it sit in that refrigerator and stuff and grows like yes. stuff grows in those cans they grow in the plastic containers they grow on your food like stuff grows in there and you can really make yourself sick so to avoid that put it in a tupperware there you go <laughs> Not just take difficult. it <laughs> take it out the can and put it in the in the refrigerator What's on the paper mate? I like paper mate. That's at the dollar store. Well, you know, people are now trying to move out of um, out of glass. I mean, at, no, they're trying to move out of plastic into glass. Into glass, glass Tupperware, glass um, containers, even like you know, getting glass um, like pitchers or canters and put in like your milk in it like everything in the the refrigerator people are trying to transition to glass rather than putting that plastic in there that part goes with uh being eco-friendly because of plastic yeah that's one big thing i noticed when um kim kardashian decided to do her full like tour of her walk-in refrigerator and pantry i refuse to look at that (laughs) I just had me and my her, her pantry grabbed my attention, so I just went on and watched the video, and that was one thing I noticed is she doesn't have plastic. Everything, everything they buy, they take it out of the plastic and they put it in something else. I honestly think that's a good idea as long as you can, um, you can keep up with it. Yes, it's a good idea, but I would have got so sidetracked by the size of that pantry. And how many things I could put in that pantry. <laughs> Her pantry wasn't even all that full. I would have. Compared to how. Life. <laughs> compared to how much I would have filled it up. It wasn't like that full. And then there was like a whole walk-in refrigerator. Um, but nothing was in its original like containers. Hmm. I thought that was nice. I like like cereal. Like I like the idea of putting it in a container. Mm-hmm. Instead of pouring out the box kind of thing a little fancier too it is it's a little bougie <laughs> <laughs> so also um not only is my sister just like a chef she also is a baker she's the owner of dash of love bakery yes. so you know um i'm overindulged in sweets all the time but when it comes to running a bakery and um, having one, you you had your bakery open for how long at this point? Officially, it's been a year. How long I've been doing it? More than five years. Okay. So within five years, that's a good amount of time to learn 
when it comes to having a bakery. Um, and I think that's a really a good solid number that will teach you like people and um, orders and what to do and what not to do. So transition a little bit more so into talking about this bakery. What are some, and and only because I follow like a good bit of bakeries, do do I see a lot of posts and a lot of things that kind of like drive the bakers a little crazy Mm -hmm. so what are some things that I guess are do's and don'ts when it comes to a bakery um ordering communicating picking up whatever from beginning to end like what are those Mm -hmm. do's and don'ts that I guess we just aren't paying attention to or don't know okay so as like I'll speak on me my bakery personally there are multiple apps and things that as home bakers we have to make things more convenient so there's an app for invoicing there's an app for your receipts there's an app for all this stuff Mm -hmm. so if we send out you an invoice i need you to reply to said invoice Mm -hmm. but before we get to that um the communication the first um initiation of hey i want to order a cake and then i need you to break down what you need send a picture that helps i can't just say okay it's this much money and you're not giving me anything so you want a cake and it's uh whatever amount and i ask your budget your budget has to go with the cake or I'll give you another way to change it around to work with your budget. Don't do, since we're on it, on to don'ts. (laughs) Don't spend all of a person's time communicating about this cake that you want, giving me ample details about my baby is turning such and such age and she wants this 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 and that and blah 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 and i have full conversation mind you i own a business but i also have a full-time job so i'm taking time out of my day to reply back to these messages we're having conversation about the cake what we can do blase blase and then ghost do not have conversation with somebody and rather last a whole day or last like two days or whatever it may be. And then you decide, okay, that person, you, it charged too much for whatever that cake is. Or that's not how much I was trying to spend. Just communicate that with the person. Because when, and I got it twice in January where somebody wanted to, inquire about the cake and I give them um conversation and I give them a price and then they just ghost that's just rude that's so rude (laughs) just say oh I'm sorry that doesn't work with my budget or is there a way we can change this around to fit into my budget I have no problem doing that I'm not paying mortgage on brick and mortar Like, just let me know what your budget is and we can work with it. Granted, 
the price is there because I had to pay for ingredients Mm -hmm. and my time Mm -hmm. and labor, you know. So just say that's not what I'm trying to spend. And then have communication because it's so rude to just stop talking. I think that's kind of what a lot of businesses deal with the same issues because you get inquiries i have a handmade home decor store i get inquiries and then i don't hear from people again Mm -hmm. but that's not just you know our industry our you know we're in two different industries but that's not just our industries it's everybody everybody's industry that kind of deals with the same thing um that's why a lot of people are so demanding when it comes to a deposit like put a deposit down Mm -hmm. And then we can go from there. Or from what you're telling me, I need a deposit and then I'll move forward. Like, I guess the one thing that I don't think people realize is from at hello, you're now using up my time. Mm -hmm. So at hello, I need you to have everything on point. Because honestly, if you was walking into Walmart, you wouldn't just go into Walmart and tell them your whole story and walk out. Mm -hmm. You would go in. um, I know Sam's, as soon as you go in Sam's, and you say, well, I want to order order a cake, they hit you with a sheet. Like, fill, <laughs> fill this out, um, hit everything I need to know, and then hand it back to me. And then we can talk after. And that's just so that you're not utilizing people's time and then just, like, like you said, just ghosting. So what became, like, a trend within, what, like two years is hairstylists putting deposits on you getting your hair, making mm-hmm. a hair appointment, you got to put your hair, I mean, you got to put a deposit down, whether it be $10, $15, $20, whatever it may be, to hold that spot. I'm starting to feel like us home bakers should do that because, like you said, at hello, you're taking up my time. Mm-hmm. So there's this girl, uh, I was looking for a hairstylist, and she charges for a consultation it's a 15-minute consultation. I think it's like $15 or something. I think a lot of hairstylists do now. I think that's a dope idea because you're taking up my time to have conversation with you about this cake. And I'm getting nothing out of it because you decided to go ghost. Mm-hmm. I got nothing out of that but a waste of time. I got so many ideas on this cake we could do. But then you just disappeared. I don't feel like it's my job also to chase the person down to ask, hey, did you still want to get that cake? Hey, what happened about that cake? Hey, hey, hey. No, I'm not that type of person. So I just feel like, well, that was a loss at this point. I'll do one follow-up, and that's about as far as I'm about to go. Just one follow-up. Because if you don't answer after engaging the conversation in the first Mm -hmm. place, if I do one follow-up, just a simple follow-up, and you don't respond to that, then you weren't serious. Exactly. And that's why a lot of people put, even, like, on Instagram, you'll see, like, serious business increase only. And that's mm-hmm. because a lot of people are just asking questions. And I understand you might have questions, and you just want questions. answers. Mm-hmm. That's okay. But um, just kind of, like, DM those people those questions rather than act like you really... order. Yeah, like you're trying to um, support their business or utilize their services. Really, you just got a question. So ask your question and maybe you'll get an answer. But don't spin it like you're trying to do business because this isn't how business is conducted. I've had inquiries before 
where they ask, hey, I just got a question about such and such. Rather it be like how you make these certain cupcakes or make a cake. Like they just want to inquire about it. I have no problem giving um, answers to how to make something. I'm not going to charge you for that. Like I learn from asking questions because I'm full of questions. So you got to ask. I'm not going to say I'm going to charge you for asking me, hey, what kind of butter you use for your cakes? Like, you don't charge for stuff like that or something simple, I'm fine with. But when you're like fully inquiring, like my daughter's fifth birthday is on March 15th and I need a two-tier cake for blase, 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 blase. And then we have whole conversation and then you're like, okay, silence exactly <laughs> so is it that um because i feel like with all services i feel like you should start with a budget the hardest part is that mm-hmm. people don't really know their budget mm-hmm. or they have champagne dreams with beer budgets mm-hmm. and that corona beer <laughs> and it causes <laughs> a lot of problems um because it really is like you have to start with the budget because no one can, even like with construction and um, painting job, like all those industry, any industry, they need a budget to know like what, what to use, what right, products to use. What am I doing on my end and what are you expecting on yours? Mm-hmm. But you can't say like, oh, my budget is $75 and I want a three-tier cake with glitter at the bottom mm-hmm. rosettes in the middle and i want it blinged out at the top mm-hmm. with and this oh. face topper <laughs> the stand up right this elaborate <laughs> topper um i need it tomorrow right. or with this weekend four different flavors in it like <laughs> and then i need it for 50 dollars and like, i need what? you can you bring it to the venue too for 75 dollars no, because that seventy five dollars does, does not include my time or this delivery. Seventy five dollars is just my time. <laughs> so no, I can't do that. But if you tell somebody from jump, like, okay, this is my budget, but these are the types of cakes I like. A person can take that and say, okay, well, you gave me three ideas of what you want. And a budget. And with your budget, that I can do a little bit of this, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, put it all together, and here's here's the cake that's going to fit your budget. Also, because I just, I love what I do. I love the baking and decorating standpoint. So even if you have a budget and we go through all of what you wanted on the cake, I'll probably add something extra that you didn't even say, but it it gives it that aha moment Mm. (laughs) like i like to just add more to it so you might have a budget and you might be paying for a certain amount but you might be getting more than what you expected anyway but because you didn't want to pay in the first place you get nothing and then that's where the here's what i ordered versus here's what i got Mm. situation happens Mm. So that's what's going on. <laughs> um, and and then a lot of it is communication, too. Like, if you're not really communicating well, can't nobody, can't, no creative, period, can 
give you or wow you or even meet your expectation if you do not give us what you're looking for. And if you mm-hmm. cannot communicate that to us, then we don't really know where to go from there so then it's like okay now I'm trying to take over your vision my vision may not be your vision but you Mm -hmm. don't even have your vision clear enough so now I'm going off of what I got and when I give it to you you may be happy you may be ecstatic you may not you don't know what's gonna happen because you're given a creative um free will you're given I mean the free will is awesome but it's not awesome when I don't know I don't know you where I'm going (laughs) like GPS is a thing for a reason (laughs) like steer me which way I should be going shot am I going to the left am I going to the right help me out a little bit because it (laughs) could be a a trend that you've seen it's like oh I want to try that and then they be like you know just be creative do whatever and then you do it and they're like I don't like that like Honey, you got to give me a path because I thought this was great. I love it, but you don't like it. So then there's that. And then I conquered my goals and I tried a new trend and I killed it. But it wasn't really what you were looking for. Or it might be too elaborate. And you're like, oh, this was just a dinner for four people. And I got this beautiful cake for 50. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I don't know what to do with it. you're standing there cheesing hard. (laughs) They're like, no, that's not what I wanted. (laughs) Uh, I wasn't thinking like this much like right. this is elaborate well you know you gotta steer us in the right direction if not we gonna con- we gonna go all the way Kanye on you and you gonna be like huh <laughs> how we get here <laughs> <laughs> okay so at this point our cups are getting a little low so we're about to refill and we'll be right back so our cups are now full. We are back. And my next question um, is, what what kind of tips do you have for, like, home cooks? Um, cooks slash bakers. Right. What tips do I have? Um, home. Clean. Make sure it's clean. Whether you have kids, um, pets multiple people in your house and you're trying to you're trying to obviously sell this food to make money so just make sure your kitchen's clean like I don't want to get like a lot of people make home dinners and then you get a dinner and it's like hair in it or it's something in it this never happened just saying or it's something in it like you have to be cautious about getting food from people's house mm-hmm. because they don't have to follow the same exact rules as a restaurant. It's not as serious. Like, there's no health inspector coming into my house. Mm-hmm. So, you just have to be cautious about that. So, as a cook or baker, just make sure it's clean. Another tip is... For bakers, I have learned within, like, the past couple months is there is a cottage law that's out, and there's one for every state. And seeing that we're in Michigan, I looked up the Michigan one, and I learned that there's things that you can and cannot do as a home baker that I did not know. Like, a whole list of things you can and cannot do, you can and cannot sell. Like, an example, you can't sell caramel apples. Hmm. Who knew? Because I make some good caramel. Wow. And I can't sell caramel apples. 
So that was interesting to me. I don't know why. I don't know if it's like Michigan and we have like in the fall is the apple orchard. Yeah, so it's taking away business from people that actually have a business or bigger business. Um, I don't really know the reason for that. I just thought it was interesting. I also learned that really good tip, putting alcohol in food is not legal. So if we put like the pipettes in the strawberries or her pipettes in the cupcakes mm-hmm. um, or even the uh, putting the Patron shooter things mm-hmm. in the cake, that's illegal. You're not supposed to do that. So who knew? But at the same time, there's ways around everything. There sure is. So, <laughs> so just know the law, like look up the cottage law and see what you can and can't do as a baker um, in your state. Because every I do believe everyone is different and how you go about do, uh, going and get, going with the law and the getting your LLC and everything is all different in different states mm. is what I learned. Another good tip, speaking of LLC, it's not as much as people think it is. Mm-mm. People always think it's so expensive, it's like $500. It's really not. Take a zero off of that. It's only $50. Well, that's in Michigan. Um, but even other states that I've looked at, I don't think it's that expensive. I really um, don't. And then to renew annually was just $25. Like, people really think that they're spending so much money to get an LLC, and you're really not. So if someone was interested into interested in getting into the food industry... Research. Now, <laughs> do right. your research. Google and YouTube are yes, always your friend. YouTube, yes. Um, but there's, there's, um, I feel like there's a lot of different ways to get in a lot of different industries at this point because we have this amazing thing called social media. Like, I mean, it has its pros and its cons, but the, the pros are are pretty huge. Mm-hmm. So there's um ways to get in the food industry. Rather it be you just cook, you're just cooking food and you're posting it. And then I think with food industry, though, one thing I've kind of learned from Food Network, um, because I do frequently watch the Food Network, been watching it since I was younger, mainly because my sister, (laughs) who did not want to watch cartoons, she wanted to watch the Food Network and introduced me to shows like... um, Rachel Ray at a young age mm. we we were we were watching Food Network we weren't watching cartoons like other kids what's that <laughs> so, I don't have time for that I to learn how to cook one thing that I learned was um just watching like the evolution of the the big people on Food Network is that there is different angles that you can take to get into food network you can just be a foodie you can just be a food critic you can be an actual chef you can be somebody that just can cook i mean there's so many different you can be enthusiast there's there's so many different ways to get in the food industry now and if you watch the food network um, more than just one or two shows you will learn that a lot of people get into the food industry just by a different way. Like uh Tia, uh the twin, Tia and Tia Tamara. Tamara. Tia had a whole show or still has a whole show, I'm not sure. Um, 
on there. She's not a chef. Nope. But she can cook. So she has a show. So there's so many different nice. ways. Also like the um oh shoot. Sorry, forgot her name. Uh Journey and the dude that was on Empire. Oh, um just just Smollett, the Smollett family. Yeah, they had a whole cooking show because it's like five siblings and they all like to cook. I think one of them is actually has a catering business, but like Journey, she likes to cook, so they all like have a competition on cooking sibling competition. Like it's good shows on Food Network. <laughs> it is, and then there's different ways you can get into it. I personally think if you want to get in the food industry, my honest opinion is start with social media. Utilize the Facebook and the Instagram you're already on. Mm -hmm. Utilize YouTube like crazy. Um, Insta stories, going live when you're cooking, Periscope. You have social media at your fingertips. You don't have to spend a whole bunch of money. You already have these accounts. You already have a phone. Use what you got and start cooking. There are other ways to get in the food industry. Um, how how did you get in? Hold on. Rewind. Before that, um, I am still learning this social media thing. Just to put that out there. Because <laughs> Sharina is social media crazy and I don't know. Like, I'll be baking and she'll be like, why don't you record yourself doing this? I don't even think to do that. I just I just get in the kitchen and go. <laughs> so I don't even think to stop and record. Um, what was it? How I got into it is I decided to go the route of school and I decided to go the route of taking getting student loans mm. instead. <laughs> this was before social media was really popping where you can just get a whole license off social media right but i decided to go to school i went to schoolcraft first and with schoolcraft you have to go through general studies first and i had already attended western michigan and learned that i'm not a sit in a classroom lecture room kind of person i need to be hands-on so I ended up going to Dorsey, which is all hands-on and stuff for two days out the week. You're in a classroom, which is fine. But I needed the hands-on feel. So I went to Dorsey and I have student loans from three different colleges. <laughs> and yeah, I can say I slightly discouraged school I was gonna say regret but I don't want to say regret going but I feel like I learned so much more from teaching myself from learning on YouTube from just watching other people than what I did in school or I also learned from just working in kitchens mm. that's a great way to go also is people always would think that you have to go to school to work in the kitchen you don't you can start as dishwasher. You can start as a prep cook and work your way up to a sous chef, executive chef. Did it myself. I was not a dishwasher, but I was a prep cook and worked my way up to a sous chef. So school is for if you feel the need, you have to go to school. But also in when you're filling out applications and stuff, they normally say how many years of experience they don't really care that you went to school. They just want to know how much experience you got. Very true. So, yeah. 
So, yeah. And that's the battle because a lot of people don't have the experience because they want you to have experience, but no one will hire you. So, how do I get the experience, guys? Please help us out. Right. There's got to be a secret. <laughs> like casinos, they want you to have all this experience. Well, I'm trying to get it. When I get in there, then I'll have the experience. But no, you won't hire me. It's cool. I moved on casinos. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So there's two different ways that you can get into um, the food industry. We could be missing a way, but they're they're really like between what what you already got from the social media guides and go to school. Mm -hmm. I mean, pick which one, do both, figure out what works for you. But that's how you would be able to get into the food industry. So as um, you know, I'm I'm just like a home cook, right? <laughs> My sister's a chef. I'm a home cook. We learn from each other, though. We do, and then um, a lot of stuff that well, should I say a lot of recipes that I get are predominantly from Pinterest. Mm-hmm. I love Pinterest, mm-hmm. especially if you are trying to change the way you eat, change your eating lifestyle. When I pretty much was like a pescatarian for like a good year, I leaned on Pinterest a lot for recipes and, and different ideas of things to do. Um, but there are a few people that I like to follow and keep up with. They have blogs. Um, some of them have YouTube channels. Some of them have blogs. But I like to keep up with them just because every now and then I need a new recipe. I need a new idea. Me, personally, I don't like to eat the same stuff all the time. Um, and I, I change my eating habits. Um, I wouldn't say frequently, but every now and then. So it's always nice to go to other people to have ideas when it comes to recipes. Divas Can Cook is one person that I advocate for. Mm -hmm. I have told everybody about her. Mm -hmm. I love her blog. She um, is more Southern style when it comes to cooking. She's, um, I want to say over the years, she's done like more health conscious kind of recipes. But if I want comfort food i can look into her um her she recipes gets her recipes from her grandmother right so it's a lot of comfort food um but then she has like dessert ideas too i just love me some divas can cook she's on instagram she's on pinterest she's on youtube and then when i want to go vegan there is cooking with q she is located in Detroit. She's on Instagram and YouTube. I like her vegan ideas for things that I typically eat already. Um, but she has like a vegan version of it. So I like to go to them too. And then I lean a lot on Pinterest as well. What do Let you do? Let me say, um, Divas Can Cook. I also love Divas Can Cook. Divas Can Cook is one female. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> to make that point. She's just one person. Um... <laughs> She, I love her. She has really grown from when we first started watching, like, looking at her website. She's grown a lot. I do believe she had a cookbook coming out soon. Or is it e-cookbook, like, email kind of thing? But she, what's also great about her is she does, she puts her recipe in the blog, but she also records it. So you can see her making the, uh 
meal, the comfort food, whatever it is. And it helps that she's down to earth. Like, she talks like she's actually eating the food. Like, it's not like she's just making it. Like, she's in love with this food that she's making. Right. <laughs> um, I would add I Heart Recipes. Mm. She's good, too. She's Southern, I do believe. Or, or is she Philadelphia? She's somewhere. But her food is comfort food also. But she does really good recipes and she hers is linked to youtube also so she has videos uh cooking with q i ain't got there yet i ain't there yet on that vegan side i feel like there's a few other people i know um see i don't know her instagram but i know it's a girl named risha that i used to follow years ago was that cardinal yeah cardinal dish i do believe that's her she had what was it like those tripping Triple chocolate cookies, you mean those one times? Oh my gosh. Oh. <laughs> I don't think she be doing anything anymore. Um, I haven't seen her anymore. I remember her from years ago. But I think um those are all the people that I pretty much watch. Anybody else that I may frequent mm-hmm. um other than those that are just already on Food Network. Y'all know about them because they're on Food Network. Look at people that's in your community that you can watch their page on what they're making. Some people do, like, what I'm supposed to be doing is recording as I cook. So it helps to watch other people. Or like you said, Periscope or wherever else, you can watch people do, make their food. Another shout is to Wilton. It's like... Wilton is a typical go-to baking supply uh, company, company. Yeah. but their Instagram is really helpful with whatever trend may be coming out in decorating cakes, they're already on it, or they're like coming up with their own trend and they're showing you how to do something different with decorating cakes. So I like following Wilton because they're helpful and they have like instructors so it's like instructors uploading their videos on the Wilton Instagram so yeah I like watching their videos I just like watching them make the cakes they're Mm -hmm. so they're always so pretty but yeah that's all we got those are a few people you can follow if you are like you know getting into cooking or you've blown your fast food restaurant budget Or, you know, money's just getting tight. Or maybe you just, like, um, I'm tired of sitting in my house being hungry. I need something to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we gave you a few ideas of a few people that you can look into so you can get into cooking yourself. Who knows? You may actually enjoy it. You might actually be a chef. Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> So that wraps up this segment. We will now move into the last segment of the show. So we are back with the last segment. The last segment, as you know, if you listen to Cocktails and Combo on Wednesday, you know that the last segment is Yes, Yes, Sis. Yes, Sis is a segment where we shout out one sis that is just out here living her life. Her skin is glowing. She's drinking her water. She's minding her business. She's doing her thing. This week, we are shouting out Lauren Speed. If you have not watched Love is Blind on Netflix, 
I don't, I don't know why. I don't know why you haven't. But I say that because I just benched it myself because someone just said literally the same thing to me. Like, Sharina, come on. I need you to watch it so we can talk about it. You're taking too long. So I had to binge it. And Lauren was just one person that I just gravitated to. I think a lot of us have. She was very realistic. She was, um, like, she was herself. I love that she was a contact content creator um so you know she was already in like the social media aspect of this um but she was just herself she wasn't putting on for the cameras she was her and I love that of course somehow some way she just happened to be from Detroit area okay I don't know how that happened but (laughs) (laughs) from what i've gathered i do believe she's now located in atlanta area i applaud her she's doing great (laughs) for those that haven't watched the show i don't want to go too much further into it i just feel like you should watch it yourself and you know if i just happen to do a cocktails and convo podcast sometime soon about it then you know it just happened it was fate um but i applaud her she's doing great um, I just follow her on Instagram. Your girl's out here with one million followers. Like, mm-hmm. she's living her best life. Her skin is glowing. Her edges are flourishing. She's mm-hmm. just doing her thing. Her and her, um, I do believe they're officially married now. So her and her husband have a YouTube channel that just came out. Like, girl, you better capitalize on this time. Do what you can do. She, like I said, she started as a content creator, so she knows how to utilize every moment, maximize her time, do what you can. We applaud you. So that now wraps up Cocktails and Convo. I just want to thank my co-host of the day, aka my sister, aka Chef Sierra. If they want to follow you, where do, where do they follow you? Um, for the baking business side with good communication if you want to order a cake or just look at my beautiful Instagram. It's at at dash of love bakery and then if you want to just see my beautiful face, I'm at x x love underscore Sierra x love Sierra. That's me. Mm. (laughs) All that. Um, (laughs) So you can follow her, you know, for me, you can always hit me up at, um, on Instagram and Twitter at XOXO Sharina. Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast episode. If you like it, let me know. Hit the like button if you're on Instagram. Subscribe if you're listening to um, the podcast on a podcast player. When I say cocktails and convos everywhere at this point is on iTunes, Podomatic, podcast google podcasts google play music and there's like some little snippets on igtv cocktails and convo is out there so subscribe (laughs) subscribe like comment leave a review and always share with a friend or five (laughs) thank you so much once again for listening and as always stay blessed stay booked and stay productively busy Bye.